What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 13 of the Nothing Podcast. Um, I hope everyone had a great holiday. We are back, and I've been trying to put out as many episodes as I can lately. This one is a little bit different. It's uh, kind of fitness-focused. I put out that Instagram uh, to try to get as many people to respond and ask questions about their fitness um, topics. And me, Becca, and I are going to answer those questions. So my my guest today is Becca Hitchcock. She is a rock star. She's another trainer alongside me at Burn Bootcamp Hendersonville. She's also one of the BAs, so one of the Burn ambassadors at Burn, one of the lead ones. And she's uh, responsible for a lot of the stuff that goes on at the gym, uh, keeps the gym running, uh, a lot of stuff behind the scenes that you might not know. On top of that, she's always helping me. She helps me on a daily basis. I'm very appreciative to have her in my life. She is a great person and uh, extremely fit and extremely motivated and disciplined when it comes to nutrition. So if there's one person to ask questions to, I'm glad you guys did. And uh, I hope you enjoy our responses. Thanks. All right, let's do this thing. Welcome, Becca. Thank you. You're going to be like actually talking to the mic. You know how it's done. (laughs) All right, so we got... A Q&A session today. We have lots of questions, and I'll try to um, give out the Instagram and the people that ask the questions as we go. So, we'll start with the first one. All right. Okay. Actually, you know what? Uh-oh. You need to give us your background real quick, if you don't mind. Like, that's actually one of the questions, but it's a good way to lead into this. Um, let's see who asked that. I think it was... Katie kind of asked it. We'll go back to that later. So how far so back? You, yeah, as far back as you want to go. So like, when did you start working out? When did it start become more serious? Okay. And like, hmm. really a part of your life, how it is now? So obviously growing up, I was always involved in something. Um, dance as a little girl, cheerleading, softball. Um, college, I decided that I wanted to be a college athlete, but I went the cheerleading route. So I cheered at MTSU. Um, with them, we didn't really work out. We just had a lot of running, um, and then went on to cheer for the Titans. Then that's where we did actually get to do some workouts with the football strength and conditioning. And I thought that was kind of cool. When I was at, uh, UMSL and when I was at Edwardsville coaching, I had the cheerleading team on both. 
you got to have strength. Yeah, oh, I wish sure. I had known that. I mean, in the, high school. the cheerleaders <laughs> that take it serious are legit athletes. Yes. Like, I don't. It gets a bad rep because of the people that aren't. Right. But you're essentially gymnast. For if sure. You're an elite level cheerleader for, for sure. For sure. And there's a yeah. lot. Yes, a lot of strength involved. Um, and then once I left Titans, I started. I was an elementary school teacher, which is not fitness related, but um, quickly found out teach? that's do a. Would you teach third grade? What, uh, did you teach all the subjects? Or yes. Specific? Yes. Okay. All so, the subjects. So, uh, well, my, my degree was actually emphasis in math. Cause that's kind of my thing. My mom was a math teacher I didn't too. Know that. Yeah. Um, so anyways, third grade, I was a teacher, which that was interesting. Um, <laughs> then I decided to, uh, become personal trainer and I was a personal trainer at Gold's gym for a while, but that was not. This Gold's? No, this was in Hermitage. Um, okay. Is yeah. this when, were you in Murphy? You were from Murfreesboro, right? No. Um, I lived in like Priest Lake area. I don't know where that is. Um, it doesn't on, matter. On Priest Lake. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's in Antioch. Um, I went to McGavick. Okay. I don't know if you've. Anyway. Antioch helps. Yeah. Um, so where were we? <laughs> um, you were getting, uh, you were a. Yes, personal trainer at Gold's, but Gold's, that vibe was not for me. Yeah. Uh, we, my husband and I were just married at that time and it was a little awkward. Um, so stopped doing that. Um, went to a preschool and then really didn't start. When you say awkward, you mean you were being hit on? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. And it was not, it was not a good place for me to be. I got it subliminally, be, but everyone else won't. As a 20, how old was I? Like 22, just married. Um, Personal trainer. Yes. Cheerleader. Right. Just, yeah. just stop times. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then let's see. I didn't really start working out with in a like weights until burn, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I ran after I had my second child. I started running with a neighbor friend that got me into running, did a couple half marathons, um, then started swimming and just kind of felt something was missing. And then once burn hit and I got all of that combined into, besides swimming, all of that into one, it was perfect. So how have you seen like your... I would say your body composition changed from those times. Has it changed drastically or no? Yes. I, yes. I feel like I've always, um, so my dad is a pretty fit man. Um, and so growing up, I was always like, like, like for instance, in middle school, the soccer coach tried to recruit me because of my legs. Like I had big legs. Me and my sister both had big legs. Yeah. Right. But not as, I wouldn't say as sculpted or as toned as, now, okay. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then back, like when I was Less running, defined. yes, when I was running all the time after Colby, um, <laughs> I kind of like, I look at pictures and I'm like, geez, like just skinny, yeah, skinny fat, yeah. but you know, I've had, I had some of those pictures too. Cause I was, yeah, I was 150, which is crazy. I remember you saying that you were scrawny. Like really, but I have like <laughs> almost no pictures, which is weird. Like you that can look at weird. pictures of me playing soccer and you can tell like, he just doesn't, I don't have as much mass at right. all. But, uh, yeah, like well, I was 147 when I started UMSL soccer and I lied on my sheet because I thought I didn't weigh enough. So I put like 157 or something like that. Like they couldn't do No it. one's going to check me. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's do some questions. All right. We're going to start. Um, this is one of my friends, Victoria, who I used to work out with a little bit, uh, at Tennessee underscore honeybee on Instagram. Um, thoughts on rest days, active recovery, or any recovery methods? I'm going to let you go first. We'll start with just, well, you can answer the any rest. of all of them. So. Oh, so the rest days. <laughs> I'm going to start. A good question. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to start by saying I do think you should have a rest day. I agree. Um, I'm going to also say that I'm a little guilty of 
not right right so lately i to be honest in the last month or two i've actually kind of forced myself to have one day a week where i do not do a burn style workout i might still walk the dog or something like that but i think and i think it does help because sometimes you just keep going and going and going and you never let your body recover yeah. Um, so you can't give it a hundred percent the next yeah, workout. You're, you're just never going to improve. Yeah. Like you, it, you really can't overtrain. Cause when I, when I first started like working out, it was just every day, two times a day, as many times as I could just all out, all out, all just out. killing yourself. Like there's no such thing as overtraining. Like say, I would say that to people like no, <laughs> no doubt. But now I've started, I rest Wednesdays cause I'm here all day. So it's kind of active recovery cause I've logged my watch, the, the Fitbit before yes. and walked like 10 miles. I always walk a ton on the yeah. mor- Mondays when I train. And that's what I've been doing is my rest day on Monday when right. I train the three camps. So I know I yep. I don't work out those days. But <laughs> before that or any other time, it was try to work out no matter what, yep. which is not the way to go. <laughs> no. But other than that, um, picking a day or what I used to do, because I've just recently, like probably the last three weeks, I've started not re- working out on a Wednesday. Any other time was if a I was too I knew I was going to be busy I was going to make that my rest day if I knew for a fact I couldn't work out I planned that to be my rest day or if I know I, we say like listen to your body like yes. legitimately if it's a day you wake up and you're like I don't think I can do a push up or an air squat don't come work out yeah like if you're that sore or that beat up or that tired and this can be sleep related food related not just workouts too. I totally agree. Yeah. But the active recovery, like you said, like going, like walking, mm-hmm. walking the dog, we're on our feet if we're training, like that's active recovery. And I think that's fine. Even if it is on your, your main rest day. Yeah. yeah. What about your recovery stuff? You do anything like specifically? What? Again, I'm bad about that. I know I should stretch. I should foam roll. Yeah. Mm. Now, if I'm like hurting, like I've definitely super sore, I will make myself stretch at night before bed. Yep. Other than that, all of our answers are gonna be the same. I don't, <laughs> I don't like the foam roll. Um, I think it's great if you like it. Um, I think if you're really sore, it can cause more damage than good. And I think stretching is the best, in my opinion. Yeah. But keep rolling. I'm not calling anybody out. Do your rolling. Um, do you? I also do hot baths, and if I have Epsom salt, I use it. But yeah. other than that, I just stretch whatever's tight. That's that's exactly what I do. Yeah. Yep. All right. Thanks, Victoria. Um, Whitney Sewell, we know this person yeah. at Whitney M Sewell on Instagram. She's got a three part, she got, lots she got of three parts, took up half my board. Come on, Whitney. <laughs> She's, I'm going to get flack for this. All right. Number one, how to, to how to achieve progressive overload with constant variance. I kind of, you take that one. <laughs> so if you work out at burn or if you do CrossFit, if you're doing something that's not um, like percentage based all the time. And it's not specifically like training. It's really hard to know. And this is kind of the question she asked in the second one too, is where you're at. Like, how do you know where you're at, when to push yourself, when to go for that max rep type of thing and progressive overload, meaning like either you're going for more weight, you're going for more reps, you're running faster, you're jumping higher, always trying to do a little bit more in order to make your body adapt to um, something new, a new stimulus. And the constant variance is we're, it's different every day. So we're changing the workout every day. I write new ones. Becca writes new ones. Josh, Caleb, everyone has a new workout. 
So what Whitney's asking is how do I keep track of my, you know, best chest press if we don't do it every single week? You know, there's a chance that we might not hit exercise. So my answer would be, and she put the second part is how often should you test one, three, five. So those are like basically testing strength. So if you want to know how strong you are and you're doing progressive overload in order to test that strength, uh, we're probably not going to do a ton of ones and threes. I try to do fives with you guys or I try to do pauses today though. Today we, basi- we, did, yeah. we basically did a one rep max dumbbell snatch, snatch on both arms yep. with some running in between, which changes everything. But, uh, most importantly, if you're looking to do it, either if there's an open gym or you want to come see me in a focus meeting, I can, we can test out, um, certain exercises or benchmarks in order to train and try to see if you can improve on those. But other than that, eventually the same reps and the same exercises are going to come back around. So you have to be cognizant of it. You have to keep track of if we did 10 push presses a day, what weight did I use? You know, keep a notebook, keep something. What do you think? I agree with that. And I think, like you said, the exercise comes back around. So, I mean, of course we're going to do dumbbell snatches pretty regularly. Um, you just have to be the, like have motivation to actually pick up that heavier weight, five pound heavier and just see what happens. Get one rep. Maybe you'll get two reps. Um, and you'll surprise yourself. I mean, that's, yeah, Yeah. that's another, you're always building strength. You just don't realize it till you challenge it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. If I, if there's a, you know, a Metcon with a 50 dumbbell snatch and you've been doing a Every single day, you're like, I do 25. I do a 25-pound dumbbell. I've been doing that for a year. Like, it's time to try a 30. Yeah. Try a 35. Like, you have to make that little step and continue doing that until it becomes the norm. And then you start to push yep. the, the minimums and maximums of what you can do. Uh, which exercise to test. So, this is another part of Whitney's. If we're, it, if we're at burn, we can do, uh, now we have 75. So, we can do front squats. If you want to do a 10 rep max, 8 rep max, 5 rep max, 3 rep max, anything. Uh, chest presses, probably on the Terracore would be best because it's going to mimic a dumbbell bench the best you can. Um, again, same 10, 5, 3, 1, something like that. But uh, I think that would be a good open gym opportunity. Otherwise, I do try yeah. to sprinkle it in every once in a while, like yeah. today. It might be subcon- or unconscious. subconsciously. Yeah, because... Uh, Whitney said something in the question, so I might have just done it <laughs> on like, accident. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a good idea. All right. Her last part. Oh, okay. So her question is, what kind of goals get people to be the most consistent? So, like, when people are setting goals, what keeps them motivated or, I guess, adhering to the I, exercise I think, protocol? I think short-term goals. Like, something tangible that you can actually... This is also, I'm not, not to interrupt you. This is Melanie. Melanie Robinson also had a question. She was like, uh, where to start when setting a goal? So this is all going to go. Uh, okay. Hand yeah. Hand. So go ahead. I mean, I just think small, small term goals are better for everyone. Um, whether that be, you know, like a small term goal could be, I want to, if you, if you've never done pushups and you say, I want to do pushups on my toes, one push up on my toes. I mean, I think that's a good goal. And then once you get that, you have to be disciplined enough to say, okay, now I've got to make a bigger goal, Right. but always baby steps. Yep, I, I think when someone says I've never run a 5k, I'm going to run a full marathon. That's not, or work. I want to, <laughs> I want to lose 50 pounds. Yes. Can we please not focus <laughs> on the first five? Yes. 
and we'll go in increments exactly. of five or ten. Yes. I'm not trying to completely nerd out, and I actually had to pull it up just to remember it. But there's a system called SMART goals. So you don't have to follow this like it's, I don't know, like you're doing a homework assignment. But it really does help, and it really, like, it's been studied. It's in, it's stuff I learned about when I was um, in college. SMART is it's an acronym. So it stands for specific. So what Becca said, yeah. I can do one push-up on my toes. That's specific. Like, it's a push-up. I'm trying to master the push-up, trying to get better at push-ups, specifically the push-ups. Measurable. So this is my number one pet peeve. When people go, I say, what's your goal for the new year? And they go, I'm going to start eating healthier. There's nothing you measurable measure about it. that. It's not specific. Yep. If you say, I, I'm going to cook at home three nights a week, you can measure that. If you want to do the push-up on your toes, it's measurable. Um, attainable. So that would be along side like setting shorter ones um that you can continue to knock out realistic same thing yeah don't go for a marathon if you haven't <laughs> ran a 5k and then timely so create a time period for yourself so whether it's a month three months i wouldn't go probably more than a year unless it's a big competition and something that you trained for That's before true. yeah if you know the cycle time for that stuff. And the last one that they added is self-determined. And that might be the most important one. I, Becca, Caleb, yeah. Josh, don't make your goals. You make your goals. And if, I guess that's what Melanie's question is, you need to have, you need motivation for something. Like right. you need to find what you want to do. And uh, it has to be something that you want to do bad enough that you stay consistent with it. Yeah. And... Trainers don't make your goals, but also your friends shouldn't make your goals. Yeah, no. Like you shouldn't have a goal to run a 5K just because your friend point. wants to run a 5K because yep. you're not going to do it if you hate it. <laughs> if you want to do it with your yes, friend, yes. fantastic. Accountability partners are great. But if you hate running, that's another thing. If you hate running, don't run. <laughs> don't do it. You don't have to. There's nothing that says you have to run. There's plenty of other things to do. Yeah, you can, I don't know, try to do 50 push-ups unbroken. Do something <laughs> unless you don't want to. Then you wouldn't be making it. Okay. Cynthia Cox at Cynthia.Cox.50 coming in hot all the way from Bentonville, Aww. Arkansas. We miss Cynthia. When she comes in, we should do one. Yes. It'd be hilarious. Um, she put bulking versus shredding. Want me to go? Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out what she like. She's like, I, I think she just means like, I guess the mechanisms in which how to do both or the cycle time in which to do both. Cause some people, they try to bulk in the winter typically, and then they shred before summer. That okay. is the standard, you know, fitness kind of girl guy thing that's been going on forever. Um, however, everyone's goal, I feel like in, for the most part is pretty much the same. You want to lose fat and build muscle. Everyone wants to lose fat and build muscle. It is extremely hard to do those two things at the same time. Yeah. So if you want to lose fat, you have to be in a caloric deficit. If you want to build muscle, you have to be in a caloric surplus. So bulking, you have to be in a surplus. If you want to gain mass, you want to gain muscle, you're going to bulk. You're going to have to increase your calories. And you're going to get stronger sequentially as well. Shredding, you have to be in a deficit. And I said 500, 500, 800 Somewhere between there, it can't be more than an 800-calorie deficit or you're in too deep. It's too much. Yeah. So knowing the difference between those two, I think, is probably most important. 
And I think you're at a, a higher level if you're even thinking about trying to take right. this on. I think bulking, you probably need to go into it knowing you also, with the strength, you're probably also going to get a little body fat. Yeah, increase, oh, for sure. Yeah. Which is okay. Right. Um, yeah, and then shredding, of course, that's where you would drop that body fat. And I think most people, he said, that's everyone's goal, but most of us, and me included, three years ago when I started here, I came in and I said, I want to tone up. What oh does yeah, that, that even too. Mean? That too. Tone yeah, up. Tone. That's but that's what that for, means. For everyone <laughs> listening, muscle tone is just your muscles have a little bit of contraction <laughs> at all times. Yes. And that's all it is. But that's all everybody says. Let's tone up. It's very true. Tone yeah. is a a buzzword for mm-hmm. sure. Um, you know, but Cynthia obviously she's somebody that muscles show. Mm-hmm. So if you want to bulk, that I mean the I. The word bulk, the diction of bulking is never going to fly with women, I feel like, because bulking just sounds so bad because bulk, it it just seems like you're going to get gigantic. Yeah. But if you want to build muscle and build some mass, like what, what you said is perfect. Like you're, you're probably going to get slightly fluffier, Mm -hmm. but with the goal in mind to shred come summertime, then everything should be fine. Yeah, exactly. All right. Thanks, Cynthia. Katie King. Katie King 05 on Instagram. How long has it taken you to reach the fitness level you are at? This is a question for you. She didn't ask me. For me? This is for you. I don't know what fitness level I'm at, but <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. I go back to like I didn't really do this type of fitness until burn open. I would say take when you first started working out, whatever it was, to now how many years that was, how it's been, and then subtract any of the years that you weren't consistently working out, unless you were consistent. Well, really, the only consistent workout was when burn opened. So three years, three and a half years? What do you mean consistent? Like I would just run and maybe do like some push-ups or sit-ups How many times a week? Home. Run? Oh, well, it depends on the time period. Like, okay. I mean, most weeks, like three to five times a week. That's consistent. Exercise. But it's just running. It's still consistent exercise. (laughs) Is your fitness level as good then as it is now? Overall, definitely not. I'm I'm definitely more fit now. Right. When Yes. When running, I was just running. Uh, But I didn't feel as strong. But it's funny because when I was running, then I added swimming, and then my running got stronger. And then I added burn. Now my running is stronger. Right. But I don't do it as much, so I can't. Maybe I should test that. Maybe not. Um, I don't know, Katie, let's think, um, like I said, I've always been active. So, but like when I think of the fitness level I'm at now, all I can think of is this. Okay, yeah. burn. It's different because yeah. here in this style of training, it's like trying to be good at everything and yeah. maybe not great. Right. Not focused on, in on yeah, exactly. one You're thing. trying to be. Right okay at everything, which is extremely difficult (laughs) to be, to have good strength, to have good stamina, to have good muscular endurance, to have good cardio, all that stuff all at the same time is extremely hard. So that's why the the workouts are always different. All right. What's a normal day of eating in the life of Becca? (laughs) Let's just breakfast, snacks, lunch, dinner. If you already, if you know it all, then we're good. I'm so bored. Well, my kids make fun of me. We literally just had this conversation. Uh, We were talking about Somebody, Colby asked me something that happened like a week ago. I'm like, I don't even remember what I had for breakfast today. And my off, uh-uh. my husband and my kids were like, yes, we can tell you exactly what you <laughs> had for breakfast because it's always the same. 
Um, but yeah, so I, I like to keep it boring because it just makes it easy. So, I mean, it's not boring to me, obviously. Um, but before I, I always work, well, most days I work out at 8.30. So I always around 7.30 have um, egg whites with a little spinach mixed in and overnight oats. And then after the workout, of course, I always drink my afterburn shake with a little fruit. Um, lunch. <laughs> yes. Afterburn. <Okay. laughs> um, that is all I drink, though. I don't buy any other protein powder. Um, lunch is always a salad. And I don't know why. I just like a salad, um, a big salad. Like, I mean, big. <laughs> and I normally, like, cook the vegetables to go on top of the salad. Like a hot salad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then... My treat every day is... So what's... Is there protein in the salad? Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah okay. Chicken. Okay. And... Do you my, know how many ounces? My hack for chicken... Yes, I actually do. Is the rotisserie chicken in the okay. grocery store. It's already cooked and I can have it for the week. Pull I get, it and go. Yes. It goes all week. Um, and I normally get um, five to six ounces of chicken. That's the only thing I can't try... Like measure anymore is the meat that I eat. Um, That's a good call. Yeah. I don't like. I don't use my fitness pal anymore, but I always know how much meat they make fun of me for that at home too. Um, <laughs> so then I have a salad, um, and then banana ice cream. Have you ever had? Have you ever made banana ice cream? Made a banana ice cream. You take a frozen banana and you put a serving <laughs> of chocolate peanut butter powder and okay. half a cup of that protein nut milk, and you blend it like in my ninja, and it literally makes like. Good. It is, it's ice cream. It's like, um, Chick-fil-A, like, uh, ice cream, like that consistency. Never had that. Never had that. Chick-fil-A what? The ice cream. Ice cream? Ice cream? Yes. Is it like a dreamsicle? Oh, I mean, it's ice cream that you eat, but it's so good. Just Never like the consistency. Oh, you got to go try it. I go to Chick-fil-A a lot. Well, right. then you got to try ice cream. It's good. But that's kind of like what it is. And it just has a little bit of banana or chocolate flavor. I eat that pretty much every day. This is, for, this is for lunch? This was like a snack. Okay. I ate In a lot. Between. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then... Scoot your chair this way. Oh, sorry. Yep. My bad. Um, and then, I don't know. I normally have another snack before dinner at some point. Uh, a lot of times it's like a piece of Ezekiel bread with some almond butter or something similar. Maybe a protein bar if I need more protein. Um, and then dinner's always different. But like if we're at home, it's obviously like a piece of chick- grilled chicken, some veggies, um, how do you, how does Jason and the kids, how do they do with healthy eating? They like it. Well, it? Jason travels a lot. So when he is home, he wants to eat like that. Cause when he's on the road, he he's has out. to and do client dinners. And yep. so he enjoys that. Um, the kids really, they don't really care. Um, <laughs> they, they don't know anything they else. Don't tip, you're right. Yeah. They don't typically love the vegetables. I mean, they'll always try them, but, um, they'll eat really whatever. And if it's something that they don't want it all, then I'll make like some mac and cheese for them, but yeah, they're pretty good with it. That's cool. Yeah. And then I always eat something before I go to bed, which I know there's talk like you shouldn't eat right before you go to bed. I, but I feel like I talked about this to somebody. I, that's the timing. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I always have like some Greek yogurt before bed because literally that protein makes me like get through the night. Well, yeah. I mean, like if you have protein and if it's milk based and could be casein, it's literally a slow digesting protein. Yes. So overnight, yep. it's actually helpful to do that. But I told someone the other day, I was like, we created as a society breakfast in the morning. So we like, because we're routine and people, yep. that's what created as like a whole mm-hmm. world. But breakfast means 
break fast. So you're just breaking your fast. It doesn't matter when it happens yes. at all. So if you're eating at night, you don't have to worry about it at all. Next up, how do you continue to challenge yourself? Me? Yep. Oh, Katie. Hmm. Hard-hitting questions. I know, right? Um, and specifically, I'm positive that she means working out. Here. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Or I just, stay motivated eating, you know, healthy the majority of the time. So, the eating part comes easy now. I guess just from doing it for a couple years. The, the repetition of eating healthy helps, but also when you start to eat healthy, you start to feel better. Yes. Like you start to have more energy, you, your workouts become better, you start to look better, which yes. helps, but uh, that should be, as soon as you start to see results, that's what most people get stuck as most things. Yes. And it's definitely a feel better thing. Like I can always tell. Yeah. Um, and if we, when we each, like take vacations and I don't have like that typical day I just described, like by the time I get home, like all I want is some carrots. Like give me some <laughs> raw vegetables to eat for like a week. Um, but challenging myself in the gym, just, I don't know, looking for those opportunities to pick up that five pound heavier weight or do an extra rep of something. Um, I don't, I don't know. The the majority of it, and you're probably the same. It's just like an intrinsic motivation to do better. Yeah. Like whatever you're doing. And this could be, you know, transitioned into something else, but I was talking to someone like anytime, like if you like Stacy hit a 70 pound dumbbell snatch, like chasing Which the next awesome. PR and the feeling after you hit it yes. is what makes it worth it. Yeah. I agree show. with that. Yeah. And sure. the harder you go, the better your results will be mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah. For the most part. Favorite exercise. Heather Hartwich asked this too. This is a double question. We're going to go favorite and least favorite. Oh, I don't know if I have a favorite exercise. <laughs> Like you mean like one specific like squats or yep. oh yeah yep. I don't have a favorite exercise um snatching I like dumbbell snatches that's yours yeah oh see I like dumbbell snatches I was about to say that um yeah, yeah once you that. start to feel your whole body doing the snatch yes. it becomes more fun because see, I always feel it in my like all the way at like core yeah. like shoulders yeah and I people all the time um. What does this do? And I literally I, everything. Yeah, does everything. Your whole body is triple working extension. For sure. Yeah, the whole the whole nine nards. What's your least favorite? Oh, <laughs> um, probably glute bridges. And I don't know. I'm like every time just we boring. do them. Um, every no, I just I'm not good at them. I don't get it. Like I feel like, like my out. glute should be strong, yeah. but they're not. I do I do the same <laughs> ones. I do them a lot to warm up. So I put the band around my knee the same way. Yeah. And, if I do them controlled, like up, down, yes. up, down, like a decent tempo cadence, 20 reps and I'm smoked. Okay, good. It's not yeah. just me. Oh, no. I'm always like, this is my kryptonite. I cannot do glute bridges. If it's a lifting day and you're doing glute bridges, slow it down. Yeah. Unless I tell you to go fast. Yeah. Because. Maybe that's my problem. I'm always trying to tension. focus. Yeah. yeah. No, it's good. Wait it's in the your heels. <laughs> Squeeze in the glutes. Yeah. Ah. I said, I, I try to say mind-muscle connection, but if you legitimately think about the isolated exercise and movement that you're doing and what it's supposed to be working, you'll feel it. For sure. Yes. It's Focus. a fact. What's your favorite cheat meal? Mexican? Oh. Well, I see I don't really do cheat meals anymore. Do you do a cheat? I just... Man, you don't do anything? 
no, 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 we eat, bleep, oh, please, uh, Marissa's gonna laugh at that, because I see her every time we're at Casa, or what? Sanders Ferry, no, okay, I eat, so no, I eat food, like, last night, we went out for a Christmas dinner, but you still dinner. choose good stuff, no, I mean, I ate pizza, but I don't, like, think of it in that term anymore, like, it's just a balance, so, I might have had a lot of pizza last night, but then, breakfast, snacks, and lunch all day yesterday were my normal. So it's not like I just blow it out of the water yeah. all the time. Um, and yeah, like, so favorite, if, if we're going to eat out, it's obviously Sanders Ferry Pizza or uh, Casa because I love nachos. Nice. <laughs> but sometimes when we go to Casa, I will make a better choice. Yeah, I mean, that's the, you know. that's the difference between a cheat meal and someone that's doing a cheat day. Yes. Because you're going to feel like crap. Like if you have... You eat something not great in the whole 80-20 rule. Yes. You're going to be you're, it's you're fine. You're fine. Yeah. Yes. Because then you if eat anything, that meal. If anything, you might feel better yeah. sometimes the I next do. day. I actually honestly do sometimes have yeah. more energy. Because, um, yeah, because then you jump right back the next morning. You're right back to your right. egg whites and oatmeal. But this is 80-20, yes. not 50-50. Yes. Not 60-40. Talk <laughs> about the cheat day real quick. Did you ever hear of the um, Body for Life? Body this for was life. years ago. This was... This is before I had kids, so we're just, what, 13? Yeah, so it was probably 15 years ago. It was a big thing um, where you ate certain things six days out of the week, and that seventh day, you got a cheat day. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I can remember taking that day and literally, like, I mean, McDonald's, biscuits, oh, <laughs> and then you wake up the next day, and you're like, what just happened? <laughs> yeah, not a good idea. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's rough. Yes. <laughs> All right, we're moving on to at Carly W. That's double, like the word double, and <laughs> U, like the word U, Y-O-U. Um, go-to meal. We did that. Yeah. Pretty much, because mm. you eat the same thing every day. Yeah, because I'm boring. How important is counting calories? Oh. It's a loaded question. It yeah, it depends. I think that's going to depend on your goals. So I don't count calories right now. But I can, this also isn't, isn't your first year, right? So when that's exactly what I was getting <laughs> at. So for and honestly, I was probably here a year before I let myself count calories. But then I did use my fitness pal. Everything went in for a good probably year or more, probably twelve to fifteen months. Um, and I think that's I think that was super important at that time because that's where my body composition started to change. And now that I did that for so long, I can, like, I don't need to do it because I know kind of right. intrinsically You've what learned. I need to eat. Yes. Yep. I can see on my plate, that's probably a good amount of calories for me. Yep. And then I listen to your body. So since I don't count calories, if I'm having a day where I'm like dragging, then I think I mm, probably need to add a little bit more of something. Um, so I think it's important at least to track for a short amount of time to see right. what you're getting. Yep. I would answer yep. exactly the same. I definitely don't count calories now, yeah. but I used to track everything yeah. crazy. Everything that went in my mouth. But it, yeah, it really is just a learning experience. Mm -hmm. And when you first start, it's important because if you want to lose weight, you have to get like a decent idea of what your BMR is and you have to be in a deficit. So if you don't know how many calories you're eating, you clearly don't know if you're in a deficit and just not eating isn't going to help. No. Like you, <laughs> it's going to stunt your metabolism. It's not great. Um, but, like Becca said, if you count calories, you start to learn what's, what works for you. Number one, if someone's doing something, keto, some, I was about to say the S word, but I'll keep it. This might be the first <laughs> non-explicit one. Um, if you're doing some BS, 
or your friend is, and you don't want to do it, or it's not working for you, then don't do it. Also, if you're trying something, counting calories, you have to do it for more than two weeks. Yes. Like it has to become a routine until it's not. Yeah. Until you've learned, you know, a better relationship with food. And if counting calories is an issue and so meticulous that it's all you're thinking about and all you're doing and you hate it and you, you hate eating because you have to count the calories, there ha- there's going to be a different way. Yeah. And I think you said it best, like a better relationship with food because counting calories doesn't mean you have to go on a specific diet like keto no. or counting calories. You're just eating whole food. So just think more along the lines of that, uh, veg- fresh vegetables, fruits, uh, clean proteins. Um, I will have to admit when I first started here, I did not have a clue what they meant by whole foods. I'm like, what the okay. heck is a whole food? Yeah. Um, just think but the now I get it. Like perimeter of the grocery store. Yes. Non-processed. Less packaged yes. stuff. Yes. So yeah. you can, you can count calories, but like you also don't want to go the extreme and get obsessive compulsive with it where all you think about. Yeah, I mean, it definitely can too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For can. sure. Uh, if you do struggle with that kind of thing, like doing it. Two times setting like again. This is where smarts goals would come in. I sound like my professor, Professor Guilford at Edwardsville. I like um, it. Setting a goal or making it specific smarts goals for tracking. So I've posted this in C squared before on our private face private Facebook page. If tracking every single day drives you crazy, try three times a week. Yeah. Three times a week is too much. Do two times a week. Do one until those numbers start to be consistent and you're starting to eat a certain way. And then you can either add more or start to take away. Yeah. And I think it's easier to do that kind of thing when you're eating food from home. Even if it's not like you don't have to eat the same thing every day, but if you're trying to go through a drive through and count your calories, it's going to be tricky. Yeah. And you can't be I mean, consistent. you can. You can. There's a lot. Yeah, there's good options. I liked when you were posting that. Yeah, I need to post some um, of those. Yeah. But anyways. Um, I want to talk intermittent fasting really quick before we get to the last one. And this is because I've talked about this several times. Um, I have no issue with intermittent fasting. I do it sometimes. My brother, I'm pretty sure is currently doing it. It's essentially you're fasting for 12, 14, 16 hours. And then you have a window of time in which to eat your calories for the day. If you're not eating those, you're doing it wrong. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you're... You're going to be in a giant caloric deficit, and then you're also starving yourself for this long period of time. This is why I say if you have a history of disordered eating, it's not a great idea to be doing this. Because it is literally binge eating to a T. Because you're waiting, 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 and then you reward yourself with all the food in that time. It's a really, like, it can definitely create bad habits. So if you have questions, you can always ask me. You can ask Becca. Um, a better way to do it. Uh, Carly's last question, advice for people with plateaus. I'm going to read her actual question because okay. I, um, sure, it's no. funny. <laughs> That's what I'm going to read it. Let's see. Carly. What would you tell someone who works hard in the gym, but isn't losing weight asking for a friend? <laughs> <laughs> asking for a friend. I got to go back to nutrition. What does your nutrition look like on a day-to-day basis? Are you following 80-20 with clean foods? I don't know. Are you getting enough calories every day? Um, 
No. Number one is consistency across everything. Mm -hmm. So if you're here, you got to be here at least three times a week. I agree. That's a minimum. If you can do more, do more. But three times a week is going to, if it's two, I know it's one less camp, but it's, I think it makes a lot of the difference. Um, when you're here, you're here to like work as hard as you can, especially if you're coming three, four, five times a week and the nutrition. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, that's, everybody knows what to do. Yes. It's just nobody wants to do it. You just have to do it. And it's not so much that they don't want to do it. It's, uh, not a routine. It's not part of their routine enough for it to be a part of their life yet. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. It's just getting it to that point where that's your second nature now. Your right. your healthy routine is your second nature. I think it's just getting to that point. So. All right. We got a few more. We're almost done though. Okay. Cool. They're over here. Oh. This is uh, Heather Hartwich's other questions. Oh, what's your favorite hobby outside of the gym? Oh. So not working out. <laughs> Uber, uh -oh. Uber driver for my kids. I don't really have a hobby right now. Um, skateboarding. Yeah, yeah. Indian Lake. Yeah, skateboard. Um, no, I really, honestly, don't. This burn is my hobby, I guess, because um, I don't really have time between driving my kids, and they're at that age where it's busy, busy. Heather knows. Yeah. 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 For sure. I think uh, this podcast is about your it. Hobby? I like it because yeah, I my favorite thing to do is work out. Yeah, for the exactly. most part it has Same. been for a very long time yeah. people are like everyone probably like looks up to people that are fitness trainers and stuff like that but in reality it's just like we only like to work out yeah it's kind of lame <laughs> <laughs> her other question what was your favorite memory of me she said or like a, a moment or funniest memory of you yeah jeremiah like huh let me think. I do have this memory, and I don't remember specifics around it, but it was probably, it wasn't long after you started, um, which was what, three years ago? It'll be three years ago. I think I got here in January, so yeah. Yeah. Pretty much on the okay, 2020. Yeah. Um, and Colby, my youngest, was having some kind of health something was going on like maybe doctor's visits i don't know anyways i came in to work out and you like immediately knew you were like something's not right and so you purposely came over and pushed me um and got me out of my head and it was like the best workout ever and then i felt better obviously yeah. um so i've always i don't know why i always remember that one thing but i do and then funniest i have no idea probably you scaring me all the time oh yeah today. <laughs> like today <That's> <laughs> coming out of the suite if you would have continued for 30 more seconds, I would have started crying. Why? Huh? Why? Because. I'm glad that... Oh, yeah. You always help push me. And that's why I love it here, just because... I mean, I love it for a lot of reasons, but um, when stuff's going on at home with your kids or your family or health issues, like, this is your time to, like, drop it. I don't 100%. have to think about it. Yep. When we were dealing with all the dog stuff and all that mm -hmm. crap, like... If you have a 12-minute Metcon, you're you're not thinking about anything else but what you're Breathing. doing yeah, <laughs> in that 12 minutes. And that's one of the coolest parts of working out. I wish more people would realize that. Yes. Like you, you – know, people, people get away and escape in lots of different ways, lots of unhealthy ways. Exactly. Working out is a healthy way to do so. And if you're doing 
a full-on burn Metcon, <laughs> you should not be focused on anything else. You can't have time to think. Than that next rep. Yep. I think that's all our questions. Oh, Sarah's heart rate question. Oh, yeah. Let's, uh, we'll finish with Sarah's. Yeah. Happy birthday, Sarah. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Tell me. I, do you have the question? Do you so, remember the question? Yeah, I can look it up. Okay. Use her wording. I gave you the nicest intro in the world, by the way. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm not being sarcastic. Okay. Are you really sure nice. about that? Yeah. Okay, so Sarah says, her first question, this has a couple parts. Why, even though I think I'm dying, is my max <laughs> average heart rate only like 157? Which 157 is a pretty good average pretty heart high. rate for 45 minutes. If you're... You should be like dying. Yeah, 120 to 160 is aerobic, and she's more so on like the anaerobic side of things. So, in that... Go ahead, answer it because you answered perfectly in the way I would answer when we talked um, about this earlier. But I'll well, I just think it. you got to remember that average heart rate is going to take from the time you hit start on your watch, so before you've even started warming up, until you stop that watch. So and also the ups and downs, yes. throughout that entire forty-five minutes. Right. So you think, okay, so the warm up, we warm up for like five minutes, and then we get a demo. So your heart rate's going to go back down. So. For Sarah, you work out a lot, so you're probably in pretty good shape. So your heart rate is going to recover a little quicker. Um, so just because someone else's heart rate average is higher, it doesn't necessarily mean you're not doing it right. But right. plus, like Jeremiah said, so you're working hard, 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 and then you rest between sets, and your heart rate's going to drop. So it's it's just going to skew your average a little bit, I think. Yeah. So the the higher your heart rate, average heart rate, heart rate, heart weight, heart weight, heart weight. <laughs> Yeah, the higher your average heart rate for the day means the harder you went consistently. So there's yeah. different energy systems and pathways. So for sprinting, it's phosphagen. Uh, if you're like, I don't know, if you're doing maybe one to two minutes where it's not necessarily sprint, but still dying, it's going to be anaerobic. And then anything past three minutes-ish is going to start to become aerobic. So three different ways you can train, but... That's exactly right. Because if you sprint out, let's say Sarah sprints 30 burpees and then she has to recover on the run or she has to recover on some shoulder taps or something that's not as fast paced, her heart rate's going to spike when she does those hard, super hard, fast movements. And then it's going to drop and it's taking the average of those two yeah. as opposed to, well, what was your max heart rate? That's what we should really ask. Yeah. Cause that's, that's what you're hitting at the top. So the different days is going to be different heart rates. And also, yeah. uh, watches aren't 100%. They're not, they're just not. Um, I think they're good because like kind of how people, everyone says the scale here is more cause it's on the carpet or whatever. Cause like, it doesn't matter cause you're weighing in on this scale every time. Every time with yeah. me. So if you're using the watch and you're using the watch here every time, at least you have a gauge. Like if you always burn 400 calories and then you burn 550 one day, it's not a coincidence. It was either a hard day or you pushed harder yeah. for that day. So Yeah. And heart rate's definitely always different with workout. Like today, my yeah. average heart rate was 138, but my max heart rate was 190 because right. of sprints. Yep. So, yeah. It's always different. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. Thanks for coming. We did it. She's agreed. So she signed a contract for three more episodes. <laughs> so Okay, wait. I have one more question. What's your, like, go-to workout music? Because... You, for three years, I don't think have ever complained about music. Not one time. Okay, there's probably... And there's constant musical complaints. Okay, the only time I complain is when it's like like angry music. Like you don't like, the screaming no. yeah, or the heavy rock? I don't like the angry, heavy okay. rock. Um, 
but I think I don't complain because a lot of times when I'm, especially in burn, that quick 45 minutes, like I'm not paying attention. Right. I, just I mean, hear. for the most part, if I'm, if it's a strictly lifting day, I want to hear some good jams, but if it's a Mekon, I couldn't tell you what song I don't know playing. what song's playing. And, yeah. it, and it's funny because when I'm training, I always worry about that. Like, because I'm not great with, yeah. I don't have my own Spotify. Like, I, I'm just not great with selecting music. So I always use a playlist and I always worry about it, but I don't think anybody notices. Well, um, but I prefer, like, I love rap um, or 90s type rap. Um, Name one song. I need one song that'll pump you up. You have to do a, have a 60 song. pound dumbbell snatch. What's <laughs> it going to be? One. What's your walkout song? My walkout song. I really don't have one. But when we did, um, what is that song? Hang on. Um, this is so funny. I can't think of the name of it now. It's LL Cool J. I'm taking it way back. I know what it is. Like, um, crap. Is it? So when we. Mama said knock you out? No. But we, we cheered. I cheered on an all-star cheerleading in high school. And we went to nationals in, in Disney. And um, that was like our head sprung. pump up. No, is that it? What was it? That's not it. No, is it? I hope it's not this one. It's probably something not appropriate. <laughs> no, okay, because this is. Oh, nice. now I'm gonna have to think about it. Shoot, I'm gonna have to get back to you. It's LL Cool J. Isn't that funny? I'm pretty sure. Like old LL. Yes. Is it Shake It, baby? It was 90s. I'm bad. Is it? I'm, I'm bad. bad. <laughs> so anyways, that's what my oh, cheerleading squad listened to, like, the whole time we were in Florida and before we went on the mat. Our coach was crazy, and that's kind of what he played. I'm bad. Yeah. So I, it, I went to play it for my kids one time, and I was like, oh, oh boy. stop. A <laughs> local day is not appropriate. Anytime someone on the floor is like, did you just hear what he said? I'm like, what are you talking about? Who's he? They're like, the music. I'm like, I'm not even listening. I don't pay attention. I don't. I'm bad. And it's so funny because Brody, my oldest, he's all into music. Like, he wants his own Spotify. Like, he's got all these playlists. Lord knows what he's listening to. But I, I just, I don't. I just, I'll just listen to whatever. Yeah. I'm easy. But <laughs> the funniest part of not being able to have explicit music is... The other stuff in rap songs that isn't a cuss word, it's but so they're getting stupid. away with saying, yeah. is so worse than any cuss word you could I ever know. say. And there's so much that they say and no one says anything about it just because it's not a cuss word. And that grinds my gears. <laughs> grinds my gears. All right. That's it. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, before I close out this episode, if you want to hear Chelsea from Burn on the podcast, I need you to get on Instagram, or if you have her number, text her. Otherwise, DM her on Instagram and say, you should be on the podcast. And I need as many people as possible to do this. Her name is Chelsea Pratt, P-R-A-T-T. Let me look up her Instagram real quick, just so everybody has a chance to make sure that they want her on uh, the podcast. It is Chel C. Pratt, so C-H-E-L-C. P-R-A-T-T. That is her Instagram handle. Uh, let her know that you want her to be on the show. Thanks, guys.